Welcome to the Talent Exchange. Hello and welcome back. I'm Jess, Head of Marketing at Networks. We connect great talent with fantastic businesses nationwide through intuitive applicant tracking technology and supportive recruitment campaigns. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Debbie Bizzle, the Head of HR and Operations and a lot, lot more at Clickthrough Marketing, a fast-paced digital marketing agency. Debbie is passionate about driving an amazing employee experience and creating a brand that people want to work at and love working for. To share some of her experience and expertise, Debbie has joined us today to discuss how to exceed expectations with employee onboarding and orientation. Welcome to the Talent Exchange, Debbie. Please introduce yourself for the listeners. Thanks, Jess. That was a great introduction. She's right. I'm Debbie Bissell. I'm Head of HR and Operations at Clickthrough Marketing. We're an independent digital marketing agency based in the lovely city of Litchfield. My role is focused on people, attracting them to the business, supporting them, developing them and retaining them. My background before Clickthrough 14 years in recruitment agency and then in-house and now my move into HR. I've got a much broader remit and I do a whole load of other things as well but today I'm going to talk about our onboarding experience at Clickthrough and the journey that we've been on. When I'm not at work I'm often found in a field with my Labrador or supporting my daughters with their secondary education and their own career goals and helping them to make sure that they get onboarded correctly at sixth form, secondary school and hopefully in the workplace. I'm just that sort of mother that every teenage girl really wants. Brilliant. Now, welcome, Debbie. So, yes, you're right. Today we're talking about exceeding expectations with employee onboarding and orientation. And I know that you've been on a bit of a journey with this over the last 12 months or so. So tell us why is employee onboarding and orientation important at Clickthrough Marketing? It's always been a really important part of the employee experience. I personally have had some positive and some negative experiences, and now I'm responsible for this. I really understand the importance of embedding a new employee into the business, into the culture, and giving that fully immersive brand experience so that they know what to expect. And we realise that onboarding starts before they join and continues long into the first couple of months. We always used to have you know, the standard offer letter and contract that went out to people, but it doesn't really tell people who Clickthrough is and what we can offer and what they can expect. And also it doesn't answer those silly questions that often employees feel uncomfortable about asking from uniform to can I get a tea or coffee or where do I park my car? We've evolved a handbook that we send out to all new employees once they've accepted their contract. And that details all of those really simple things like where to park, how to find us, what to wear. But then we've got some more detail in there about our company culture, our values, when we pay you, what to expect in your induction, the software we use. And the idea is that those individuals can go away and research what click-through is in a lot more detail before they join us. And actually, it's allowed us to speed up some of that onboarding process because they know the answers. So the questions they then have are more detailed and more valuable. And we're not wasting time talking about the basics and the fundamentals. We want them to come on board to click through and feel welcomed. So there's always pictures of the employees and it's always a really fun read. So we've worked hard on the tone of voice in it as well. We're not a really corporate business. We are about fun and we do have great people on our team. And we've wanted to make sure that everything that they receive before they join us reflects this. 
the onboarding book, the handbook they receive is constantly evolving as well. And when we made the transition into remote working last year, it was a bit of a shock because we only ever talked about their work-based experience in the office. A number of changes were made and continue to be made every time we send one out about what to expect, what the process is. We want to make sure that their experience of coming to click through is a really positive one and that the remote transition is as smooth for them as it is for us. So things that we have changed and evolved obviously are sometimes people don't come to the office for their induction, but we have found that people do want to come and meet a face to face click through employee. And we love that. We really love it. So we always give people the option. Do you want to come to the office and collect your equipment and meet myself? Victoria, who works in my team and your manager and maybe a couple of other people as lockdowns eased recently. We've seen more teams wanting to come in when a new person's joining so that they have that face to face contact and build a solid relationship. What we really like to do is give them the opportunity to come to the office, meet the team, do an elbow handshake if they so wish and feel settled. Then they can go away having had an induction that's the same in the office as it would be online. So we can do the same on Zoom as we can do face to face, but we can also equip them with everything they need. I think it's really interesting what you've done there because it's sort of a continuation of the, the candidate experience throughout the recruitment process and sort of ensuring that people feel settled. You Like you said, there's quite a lot of questions there that people have that feel a little bit rude or a bit difficult to ask when you first start a new job and you feel a little bit awkward asking like it's there's some sort of mystery that you should already be aware of when you join the workplace especially when it comes to like the technology that the company's using for example so I think it's a really nice that you were you were talking about how you've managed to break down those barriers to make people feel comfortable before they've even got there before they've even joined the team so they feel settled just from the get-go so that's some really nice points there. You started telling us a little bit about the experience during this last 12 months or the virtual environment that we've all had to, to move towards and, and some of the, the barriers that you've, you've, you've faced because of not being able to meet people face to face and having a process that was sort of geared towards that face to face environment. What barriers did virtual recruitment have on, on your onboarding experience? Is there anything else that you can share that you've, you've had to adapt or evolve or any lessons that you've learned that, that will probably stay with you going forward post-pandemic? So some of the barriers we faced obviously were actually people feel unsettled joining a business and not having met anybody or seen the office. We have a video in place now that we send to every new starter. It's just a brief guided tour of the office and it also reassures them if they do come into the office, how we work to keep them COVID safe. And we've had really great feedback off that. It's really helped people before they even come here on their first day if they're doing that or at any point in their career, that this is what the office is like. This is what it looks like. This is where I can find everything from the toilets to the coffee making to the front door and the back door. And actually we've had really great feedback off that. It's really helped people feel comfortable Comfortable. They're not walking into something unknown. One of the other things that we've had to consider is the health and safety implications. When people are on site, we can be responsible for them and ensure that equipment is safe and secure and that also, you know, fire exits are in place. We have onboarding training with an external provider. So we ask now people to do those things like your visual display unit set up at home, do it for your home setup. And then if you do plan to come into the office on a regular basis to make sure that you set your desk up 
in keeping with that. So we've got a hybrid approach and we've tried to add extra pieces of information in that give reassurance and support to employees. One of the other things that we've had to change has been meeting the team. When you normally join Clickthrough and you came to the office in the past, everybody was there, everybody said hello, they took you out for lunch on your first day, showed you the sites of Litchfield, the cathedral, the local Greggs, all the best independent coffee shops. That's not really applicable now. So we've worked with our managers to make sure that there's always an introduction call on that first day, just so you can see some faces, hopefully not feel too overwhelmed. And then there are regular meetings put in with different people in the team to talk about their roles, how your role relates to them. And that's been managed by the managers as part of the induction plan. Equipment has been another challenge. Obviously, people come into site. Normally, we just equip them with a laptop and a desk and away they go. And what we've adapted is an equipment process that's right for each individual. So we no longer have a one size fits every employee approach. Some really interesting challenges there, Debbie. Uh, I can understand and appreciate having started my role in the pandemic, how difficult it must be for people coming into that new environment and also thinking about where what's going to happen in the next few months as we sort of enter a hybrid environment where some people might be working from home, some people might be going into the office and the anticipation and the nerves around actually going back into the office if you've been working remotely for the majority of the time too. Some really nice points there that we've highlighted that people could be addressing and using their onboarding period to to help them to address and, and make your employees feel at ease during that process really. I know that you've said it as well that you you sort of tailoring the experience for individuals and I think it's harder if you're recruiting en masse I guess but it's also taking taking the majority factor out of it and looking at each person's individual circumstance and how that you can adapt that onboarding experience for their needs because like you said some people might want to meet you in the office some people might want to come meet their team some people might prefer just to get their laptop sent to them everyone's got a different circumstance so it's nice that you've sort of taken like a jigsaw approach I think you've mentioned that before where you're taking little pieces and building together an onboarding experience that works for the individual some of the things that you've highlighted earlier on in today's session was about more about the the company values and how you sort of showcase that or demonstrate that in the onboarding experience how does the click-through marketing onboarding experience reflect your employee value proposition and your brand values so at click-through our four key values are truth learning, challenge and inspire. And when people receive that initial onboarding pack, we talk about that and we talk about how it will impact their role. We ask them questions prior to them joining us to think about how they reflect those behaviours. And it also allows them to understand that that's what they should expect from us in HR, what they should expect from their manager, the MD and the CEO, and that this is language that will be familiar to them. Uh, We also send them a great set of pencils with the values on in case they happen to forget what they are. And we're always more than happy to send out extra sets because we have had people's families, children, spouses, partners steal them. I think a dog may have eaten a couple. He was particularly keen on challenge. Apparently it was a bit crunchy. So we've always got spares and people love receiving those. And then when they come on board, it's part of their onboarding process that it's okay for them to challenge us. And I think we really try and emphasise there's a lot to learn and it's okay to take it at your own pace. You can challenge your manager 
we will always be truthful with you about feedback and we expect them to do the same with us so we're always seeking their feedback throughout that onboarding process and that's another of the big changes that we didn't have in place before we had to make this transition we just onboarded everybody thought we did a fabulous job and then moved on to the next new starter but the reality was because we've had to make so many changes we needed to check and reconfirm that the experience the employees were receiving was the experience we were trying to give them. So when they join us, there's the opportunity on day one for them to tell us how they feel and for us to say, these are the processes that we have in place at ClickThrough that you can use to tell us with your name attached or if you want to be anonymous about it, we also understand that for some people that's the best approach. They can do that, we have those forums available and then also, as we go through the process, there's a check in with me, like a follow up from day one, just to say, hi, is there anything that's cropped up? The old adage of what don't you know that you'd like to know? And everybody says, but I don't know what I don't know. And then there's also a follow up a couple of months in to ask questions really pertaining to the feedback of the experience. Was it positive? What do you wish we told you that we didn't? The only way we will learn and make this more effective is we ask for that feedback. And actually, what were the good things about the experience? Because we'll work to enhance those and promote those more. And if there's things that we can share with others in the business about how to improve the experience, we will do. I'm not ashamed to say, you know, some people have said, actually, on a couple of days, I felt a little bit isolated or I felt like I didn't know what I should be doing. So actually, we've realised that that is part of a remote induction. Because there's nobody sat next to you to see you when you're lost and looking out of the window confused, we have said it's okay within those first few weeks to have moments when you're not quite sure what you should be doing. Please don't feel alarmed or that you're not doing a good job. We accept that this is part of the new induction. And actually, for some people, that's really a laid fear because the expectation of starting a new job is that from nine till five or eight till four every day, every hour will be packed and that is not the reality and so much of it can be self-managed by them and as I said the booklet's constantly evolving and changing the content is constantly evolving and changing we're always updating and revising our employee benefits the things that are available so we want to make sure they get it pretty much bang on as it is on the day that they join. I think it's looking at onboarding in a more holistic manner and the way that you've you've combined both the tangible aspects, such as making sure people have the right equipment and they're all set up and they've got a, an itinerary for the day, but also making sure that they've got the other side, which is how they're feeling on the first day, that they feel like they're supported, that they understand the values, that they're being welcomed into the company culture. And it's, it's getting a merge of the two, which has been quite interesting, and like you say, in this sort of virtual environment that we've all had to adapt to. And I know that you've done quite a bit to get that feedback and ask for people's like opinions on the things that you've changed and you, you tend to ask every time people have been through the process how have people taken to the changes in your onboarding process have you had any feedback that you could share or any stories some of the feedback has been really positive people have arrived feeling that they already knew what was expected of them and actually that expectation has been the reality and I think that's really important that we don't overpromise and portray ourselves as a business that we're not. So people have come in at all levels. And I would say the overall induction process is the same for somebody coming in as an apprentice or an executive to somebody coming in a senior head of position. It's really important 
that our onboarding works for every role. So there's a consistency between them. Then there is an individual role onboarding specific. That's probably more of a challenge because managers are not sat with their team, their new team members. So one of the biggest challenges has been how managers develop that individual induction process. So much historically was face-to-face training, meetings, team activities, suddenly you can't live your life on Zoom. So there's been an adaptation of, is it a phone call? Is it a webinar recording? Is it a lunch and learn session? Is it something where you can see your colleagues? Is it something where you're hidden from your colleagues to really get some diversity? I mentioned the external training. Some comes from this provider. Some is Debbie's video of how to get around the office and how to keep COVID safe. We have expected our managers to play a much bigger part in the onboarding process of employees as a result of these changes with remote working. They have all absolutely embraced it and probably got a more comprehensive induction process for people coming into their teams than they've ever had before. But one of the biggest changes has been the sharing of that responsibility. So everybody in the team is now involved in welcoming somebody into the business and explaining what their role requires. One of the things that has really helped our new starters is we've tried to coordinate their start dates so people aren't starting in isolation. We know that with remote working, isolation is a really big risk. And if people don't feel engaged with the team or that they've got somebody to connect with, they won't settle as quickly into the business. So two of the things that we've done to address that are try and get new starters to start when there's another person. It's not always practical and it's not always easy to do, but we have found that those new employees who come with somebody on the same day they have an immediate affinity with that person they're no longer the only newbie in the business they can share that do you know what we should be doing have you found this they've got a person to go to straight away who is in their shoes and the feedback on that has been it's really helped people to settle so we have tried to work our start dates where we can to do that it's also great from a hr point of view because you get a little bit more engagement a little bit of conversation and straight away those new employees meet somebody else in their shoes and we've tried to make it fun so we do lots of questions to get to know people and we're always happy to tell them about the business and the people and ourselves Another thing has been to give people a buddy sort of mentor companion within the business might not be somebody in their department, but somebody we can say to them, actually, this is a person who joined as an apprentice like you did. They've been here six months. You may find it really valuable to book in an hour with them and just have a conversation about their experience. Some of their experiences may be unique to them, but some may be relatable to you. So what do they wish they'd known? You can talk about that. It's also good for that person's development that their opinion counts in helping develop new people. And I think the biggest thing about remote onboarding is it doesn't sit solely with HR. HR have a really strong role to play in it and they form the foundation and the structure. But actually so many people welcoming people into the business has such a positive impact. And we hope that our employees will stay and be retained And that then when they come into the office and they meet people in the flesh, they're so familiar with them because of Zoom and all that's happened that actually it doesn't feel odd. We have seen some of that happen lately as more people are starting to come back in the office and there's been a couple of lunches and team socials. I've personally experienced it as well. People that I've hired 
over the recent months. I'm really delighted when they come into the office and they are exactly who I thought they were. There haven't been any surprises and I hope that they'd say the same about me, but I'm sure they probably go that Debbie's a little bit louder than they expected. I'm sure that they felt very welcome, Debbie. I think you've done a tremendous amount, especially in the last 12 months, but I know that you were already quite committed to your onboarding process before that, and you've just used this time to really embrace and evolve it, and some really good points about involving the wider team and how that's helped to, to welcome people and give people a more comprehensive introduction to the business and their, their new role. So you've, you've obviously been putting a lot of work into your onboarding experience. What are your sort of top tips for HR and talent professionals on executing an onboarding process that really exceeds expectations and makes people feel welcome from the first day? One of the things that we've tried to do is ensure that as part of the onboarding process, everything isn't online. There's nothing better than receiving something tangible in the post. And that's been the real value of the booklet and the pencils that people can connect with who click through are. We may be a digital marketing agency, but actually, it's still really nice to physically have something that makes you feel a part of a team. Ask for feedback and accept that what is good one month is not necessarily good the next. I've experienced in the last year so much change and that we have to be flexible in our approach and what matters to employees changes each month. We get, as I said, a lot of feedback off employees who join us. We want to know what their experience has been. And they are really great at being really truthful and living that value and telling us what was good and actually what we didn't do so right. And we have to accept that feedback and the challenge that comes with that and learn to make changes. If people have a positive experience, the likelihood is that they will stay with us. And actually, we set that benchmark of what they should expect from their employee experience from that first day they join to the time they leave six, seven years later. We want it to be consistent. And we've always got to look for ways to improve that process. Some of them will be small. Some of them will be big. Some of them will require involvement from other people, reviews of software. But it is the small details that really help to make those changes and for those employees that give us that feedback it's really lovely to be able to go back to them and let them know the value of that information that we listened to what they had to say we heard it and we acted upon it and we've worked to make it a better experience for somebody coming in after them and for them to know that they played a part to that I think in terms of driving their engagement as well that's really significant it's very easy in HR when you deal with people to think we are the experts, that we know everything. But the reality is, I wasn't a click through starter in a pandemic. I joined five years ago. It's a very different experience now. And it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily the right person to know everything. And other people have new, fresh ideas, a different way of thinking about things. For me, I have to embrace that change and that feedback. And actually, it makes the experience better and it reflects well on me as an individual and my team and our managers. And it's really great when they see somebody say, I've had a great onboarding experience. I didn't expect to get so much information. I didn't expect to be made to feel so welcome. I've never come to a business like this before. For me, that's really exceptional feedback when we're an SME and sometimes we're up against big global businesses. It makes me really proud that they would rate our onboarding experience.
Definitely, Debbie. Thank you so much for sharing those top tips. And like you said, it's a, a continuously evolving process. And to stay ahead of the curve and to keep ensuring that you're attracting the best talent, retaining the best talent and giving people that experience, it is about that feedback, that feedback loop and making sure people are part of the process and help you to drive things forward and come up with new suggestions. So some really great comments there. So Debbie, what changes have you got planned for next year? It's, you're constantly evolving. You're constantly taking on this new feedback. Have you got any more plans for the next six to 12 months? Absolutely. We know from employee feedback that flexible working was something that was a favourite benefit and enhancement of the employee experience. So we're looking at doing some more creative things with that for those employees who want to be more creative with their hours now they're not spending their time sat on the M6 or the A38 can't talk more about that it's all in preliminary stages but that's been based off employee feedback and it's been driven by what employees want we're also looking at our office space and how as a hybrid office that doesn't have every employee in every day, we can be more flexible and creative with our space. And it's really nice that I've now got some budget to work with so we can look to improve the layout, the equipment, take on board feedback that we've had about making it a more innovative and creative working space, but also allowing there to be a space for those people that want to come in, just get their head down and be really focused. We're very fortunate we're a two floor office so we've identified we're going to have a creative space and a concentration space and that again allows our employees to find the space that works for them when they come into the office if they want to collaborate with their team they can do if they want to just get their head down and focus on delivering a project for a client that's absolutely okay they just know that the reassurance is here that there will be a space there's a process and there will always be core people in so that's one of the big changes for us and I think that has affected the way that we recruit so when we think longer term about what might be a key trend for people in recruitment and talent acquisition going forwards I think that ability to think more broadly about where the right person for the role might be based and whether they actually need to be office based for us you know where we're based has not always been an easy place to recruit in but now we can offer remote working and we know that it works effectively and it hasn't impacted on anything that we do we can attract those people that we couldn't previously and it's been a real pleasure to bring people into the business in geographies that we couldn't before and it's allowed us to also improve our diversity by bringing those people in from different geographies, different locations, different backgrounds, and they're really adding to the, the click-through environment. They bring some challenge. They ask us lots, you know, and we love that because we can't stay in one place. We have got to move forwards and new ideas and new people coming into the team always bring that with them. It sounds like you've got a very, very busy six to 12 months ahead of you, Debbie, constantly evolving on the back of all of the stuff that you've already been working on. And it's great to, and refreshing to hear that you, you are looking to continually invest time in those areas. So fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things we like to do, and you've sort of touched on this in your last answer, is, is to ask a key question at the end of each of our sessions. And, and the question, the bonus question is, what one key trend do you think is going to have an impact on talent acquisition in the next six months? Now, you talked a little bit about location being a key trend. Is there anything else you'd like to share on that? 
So location is a key trend, but one thing that we've also been able to do is enhance our range of outsourcers who support us with some of our global clients. Historically, it's always been a really difficult process to manage and Brexit and things like that haven't always served to make things easier. So we've had to be more creative in the way we look to develop our teams and enhance our skills. So one of the things that we've been able to do with our networks applicant tracking system is reach out to people and direct them to supply their details and their CVs. And we've been able to build a really strong talent bank that's helped with our global clients. A head of international had previously struggled to find a way to collate these people, hold their data in a GDPR compliant way and also communicate to them regularly and effectively. But what we've been able to do is have those links, have those connections and drive traffic to our careers page and the opportunity to be an outsourcer. And if we need a specific language, it had always been historically difficult. Now we have a really strong bank of people. Our international department has been able to expand. And I think that combined with our flexible working approach is the approach that businesses are going to need to take. You don't always have to recruit employees that come into the office and you don't always have to have people that work full time as an employee. Sometimes the way you grow your business is gradual and you have that flexibility to adjust to what your clients require from you some really interesting key points there that's the, the first time I've heard that as a trend so that's the first for the podcast Debbie but really interesting and I think some of your points there touching on for those those people who are struggling with niche talent pools and also you know in remote locations this sort of opened up the door for them to to access a much wider broader talent pool and a range of skill sets to support them on their their growth journey so thank you for sharing a little bit about your experience there. It's been brilliant to have you on today on the Talent Exchange, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jess. It's been a real pleasure to be invited and I hope your listeners have enjoyed my tales about onboarding. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on exceeding expectations with employee onboarding and orientation. And we hope you'll join us on our other podcast too, where we share insights, top tips and discussions on the latest HR and recruitment trends. For more insights from Debbie, check out and connect with her over on LinkedIn. And to find out more about ClickThrough Marketing and their opportunities, make sure to head over to clickthrough-marketing.com. For more information about networks and how we are supporting over 450 clients nationwide to attract, engage, manage and onboard top talent, head over to networksolutions.co.uk. Until next time.